This episode of the Redbeard Podcast is brought to you by DJ Tone Entertainment. If you're looking for a DJ to provide the best entertainment with cutting-edge equipment for your event, then look no further. From weddings and corporate events to birthday parties and family reunions, DJ Tone Entertainment can do it all. You can find their rates on Facebook or message them for a personalized quote. So don't wait. Book DJ Tone Entertainment today. Yo, howdy ho, people. This is your boy Cooley. I am sitting in my basement recording the Red Beard podcast, which you're about to listen to. On this phenomenal episode, you're going to hear about the Predator trailer that just got released, the Luke Cage season two uh, series that is on Netflix as we speak, and Ren is going to talk about Hereditary. That's right. And we're going to listen, and we're going to chime in when we feel like it. Get ready. Take your pants off. Your socks Put your feet up, and let's roll. Do it a hat, and how about that? Do it red hair, and I don't care. Redbeard Podcast. Redbeard Podcast. Redbeard Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. <laughs> Larry, if we make an effort today, we might be able to save August. August? <laughs> for Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Yo, what's up? We're back. And what a wonderful fucking night it is, right? To be surrounded by friends, friendship, family, people who love you. You need friends on a Monday, man. You do. <laughs> it's you the sure, beginning of a week You sure fucking do <laughs> And that's hug. what we're here for Hell yeah <laughs> uh, The Predator trailer dropped It did Like the full trailer, not just the teaser The uh, red band trailer dropped yeah, Which means yeah. they're swearing in it um, oh, so good. Is that what that means? Yeah, red band trailer usually means that they're going to show More you violence. stuff That they wouldn't show you In like the approved for all audiences trailers yep Um, theatrical trailer but but tony you had a lot of harsh things to say about the predator in the teaser trailers uh this this trailer seems to have changed your mind um so why don't you just dive right in yeah it did definitely man um i saw i have like notifications for when shane black tweets anything because i want to know like every predator thing as oh, soon as i happens. thought you was just a shane black fan no so um i was like that's um, pretty extreme that's no i mean so extreme. so basically um i uh, i saw the trailer and everything about this trailer made me change everything i said i literally retract all previous comments that i don't think this movie is going to be good. Yeah, you texted this... me. You said you had to change your pants after watching it. Yeah, no, I. Gross. This is so. Me and my cousin are big Predator <laughs> fans, and I literally texted him this right after I watched the trailer for the second time. I said, "Yo, I just watched the Red Band trailer for the Predator that Shane Black dropped today, and my faith has been completely restored in the movie. And I take back everything I said. I have to change my fucking pants. This movie looks fucking awesome. You know that's a lot coming from me. And my cousin watched it." He said, watching now, and then two minutes later put, um, this is going to be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, him and I are hardcore Predator fans, so just everything about this trailer 
makes this movie look like it's action packed. It doesn't look ridiculous. It looks like it's just going to be damn good. Um, one of the things that really got me excited about it is the way that the predator looks and sounds. Uh, and that's a big thing in all the previous AVP movies. I've talked about it numerous times, how they look bulky and their masks look like, or their faces look like rubbery and stuff like that. They just look super fake. These look really, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's like, you know, when the predator's got his mask off, he looks like an animal. He looks like wet and like gross and, um, you know, kind of like amphibian like, you know, and that's (laughs) basically what you want to see, you know, which is what we saw in the first movie. And they recreated that, uh, which is cool. Um, we're going to get to see some new predators. There's going to be a lot of action. There's going to be, um, some really like the comedy that they were talking about doesn't seem like it's over the top. You know, there's a comedic line in the trailer where he says, oh, if your mom was a video game, she'd be rated E for everyone. Yeah, which was hilarious. Which was, you know, hilarious. I thought I rolled my eyes. Did you really? Oh, I was like, this is so cheesy. It but is. it's a it's a your mama joke from a military guy to another military guy. I was which just was but it's, like, the... it's up a bunch of military guys talking shit to yeah, each other. Yeah, it's locker room talk, basically. Yeah. Keegan-Michael Key, like, doing a very, like, expected thing from him in the trailer so i was like bummed out about that because i was like hopefully they give him something else to do it was like oh his main role in the trailer saying this middle-aged line yeah kind of like predictable i just you know what i feel like though like if all right so if you're gonna have keegan michael key in a movie Mm -hmm. i don't i I want him to do what i expect him to do like if he try if he I don't know if he's got the ability to be like an action star or okay. just like a serious actor. Yeah. But if he does, great. If not, whatever. <laughs> you put him in a movie, make sure you. I'm getting what I want out of fucking Keegan Michael Key, right? Like, I want him to be funny. Like, that's what yeah. I want from him. You put fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds in a movie. Like, I don't want him playing the straight man. I want that dude to be funny as hell. Right. I mean, I want him. To, I want him to be Deadpool in every movie that right. he's in. Like, no, I agree. I mean, that, that part of the trailer didn't really bother me. I, one of the good parts in that scene of the trailer is we get to see Thomas Jane. Like, hey, he's in the trailer. He's in the oh, movie. Oh, shit, he's in the movie. Like, that's right. Oh, shit. Yeah, there he is. Like, he actually, that's what I, I heard he was for. in the movie. Oh, there he is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you get you just get a sense of where this movie is going. Um, what, and, I, what I'll say, though, is I, I, I like the trailer a lot. Yeah. I think the trailer is, it was dope. I think that it... Um, it checked all the boxes. It, it got me interested. It got me intrigued. I've been burned before by trailers that did that for me. And, true. And, and Very true. cutting a trailer is an art form, much like directing a movie, right? Yeah, man, like I if hear you, you. It, you can cut an awesome fucking trailer, but that doesn't mean that the material that you're cutting from is the best material ever. So, case in point, Suicide Squad. That trailer got me so fucking amped. Right. Like, I was ready for that movie the minute that I fucking saw it. both trailers. Like, there was a trailer with uh, the... Um, Queen soundtrack. The Queen soundtrack. There there was a, a Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. Mm-hmm. There was the trailer with the uh, the 21 Pilots song. Yep. Uh, all, all of those trailers were cut so fucking well and, and, and got me so amped for the movie. You go see the movie and it was a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> it was a flaming piece of shit. So, yeah. so bad. So, uh... So I'm hoping that that's not the case with this, but I have learned to not get my hopes up so high based on, you know, a two minute cut of all like the great scenes that they could throw together and make it look really cool. Mm, I'm going to say we're going to get burned because I was rewatching it and you're like, they added so much to it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also a lot of the same shit we've seen from the, the teaser, like the kid who's like the macho man, like, can I get a cookie now? Cause he's like, 
we're supposed to be a threat. Isn't that the part of it? Like, ho, ho, ho. It just <laughs> seems like such, oh, <laughs> such like a macho man trying to be macho, but there's aliens. There's just... No, but that that's the point of Predator, yeah, right? Yeah, that's I, the point of Predator, but I think it's going to pull it off in a way that isn't good. Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be a solid maybe six out of ten probably closer to five because what i've seen there's it's a lot of like wait how the fuck did we get the 10 foot uh tall predator why is there a child with this stuff anyways in the in that first teaser and then that kid isn't brought back into it so i'm like is this a cutout scene Mm -hmm. or what's going on with the kid whose kid is this i'm still like thinking about the teaser even though we have an official trailer there's so much that they have to tie into this movie where I'm like, this could be really messy because I see like a certain plot line. I see like it's the predator coming to Earth, and, and that's there's what a I'm saying. Threat. So that's what I'm saying. So there were so many things in the teaser trailer. Yeah. Well, not so many things, but I mean that the child with the with the stuff right, and all that. Right. But then there's also like all the stuff that we know that is going to be in the movie that they didn't show us any of in this trailer. Like like fucking uh, you know predators riding on the backs of tanks and fucking smoking cigars or whatever the fuck they do like well, like that kind of guys in predator suits are like taking breaks on the set they're yeah. not really yeah. smoking cigars well i mean i just <laughs> yeah but i know what i wish saying. they were yeah. I wish but they like were. Yeah. but there are going to be things that fucking do that with those mandibles <laughs> but there's <laughs> <laughs> better there, for pinching there are things that they're not showing us is like what i'm saying fucking. and those are the things that i i may be a little bit concerned about but yeah. i'm not going to let my concerns destroy my ability to enjoy what might be a great movie i mean it looks right now this trailer looks great uh but i'm 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 jaded from a lot of the trailers that have been out there yeah i mean i i will say there is a chance it could suck but um this definitely has uh restored my faith in the movie i will say that and i am now Mm -hmm. excited to go see it where before i was kind of like eh, i'll see it when i see it i mean i'm gonna see it opening weekend but i'm definitely gonna go see it like thursday night when this shit drops yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah, I can't wait. So now I'm pumped. Um, real quick, right? Because you know, I know this wasn't on the agenda, but they've been releasing a lot of Aquaman stuff. I've been seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I ain't mad at it. I'm so hyped for Jason Momoa. I know. I know, I, I know you're hyped you for Jason you're, Momoa. You said you're mad at it or not mad? He at it? I said mad. I ain't mad at it. Okay. That, that means for you, white person, that means. He's excited about it. Yeah. No, I know what a double <laughs> negative is. I just didn't hear what he fucking said. Also, white person. <laughs> like, Cooley's the only black person in this fucking room, Ren. <laughs> so check check a mirror. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, the, you have the whitest voice ever. There's, so, not, a, there's not a whole lot. Look, there's not a whole lot that's been released about Aquaman, right? Right. Um, so um, that's why I, I brought it up because we can't get like too, too much into it. Mm-hmm. Probably a couple of minutes. But I mean, like just what we've seen so far, like the uh, like the, the still photos and stuff like that. Dude, Black Manta is oh. one of my it's one of my favorite villains ever. Yep. And the fact that he's got the 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 exact look that he should have from the comics has got me so amped to see this movie. I'm so hyped for it, um, honestly. And, and, it's, Jam- and it's Jam- and it's James Wan. That's a good question. Oh, it's James know. Wan? James Wan yeah. is directing this. The guy so, did Face Off? 
James, like, James? No, not, oh, wait, not James Wu. Oh, James. James, James motherfucker. I fucked that up. I was like, James I was like, what? I was like, where the fuck's he been, man? Face Off was like 12 years ago. <laughs> James Wu. Uh, no. All I'm thinking is like, wow, the guy from Face Off does really good fights. No, Jim, Jim Wu is not directing Aquaman. It's James Wan, the dude uh, that directed, uh, I think he directed uh, The Conjuring. Right or no? Oh shit! Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh word. Then that's cool, man. Yeah, and, and from what I've read, also yeah. directed. He, there's gonna be a lot of like scary shit in the in the movie as well, like because they're gonna you deal have with the... so much room for scary shit. Like, can you imagine just like swimming in the water and sharks come out of nowhere? Yeah, that that's like minimally scary shit, but that's like. Woo-hoo! But here's here's where oh, it's gonna here's where it's gonna pay off is what I've heard is and this is again all all conjecture and 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 actual speculation. Um, but I've heard that they're gonna they're gonna use the trench in this film. I don't. Do you know who that is? Do you yeah. Know, like, do you know what the the? It's like this like uh, weird like group of like uh, creatures from the Black Lagoon almost. Yeah. But they're like really fucking terrifying with like claws and like big fucking teeth and all that shit. And yep. Like I think if if anybody's gonna pull that off, James Wan is gonna kill it. Yeah. So. Good. I, I think there's some good shit possibly coming from the DCEU after I, I just shit on the Suicide Squad. on par. I don't think you can do better than Wonder Woman as of right now, but I think I at least hope it's on par with the Wonder Woman no, they, like, movie. You know what they did? What? Uh, Warner Brothers. I'm going way off right now. but Go Warner, way off. Warner Go Brothers. Off. <laughs> Warner Brothers really, they didn't release a statement, but they were in an interview and somebody asked them, you know, what are you going to do now? Because like all these movies could fucking flop. And and they were like, oh, you know what we got to do now? <laughs> we got to make better movies. <laughs> we got to make better movies. Um, and, yeah. and guess what? And guess what? We can't, we can't bury... We can't hide the bacon anymore. We can't we can't hide bury the bacon under all this other stuff. And and to say that to me is a is a clear statement that you have been putting out crap purposefully and willfully just to kind of cash in and, and make money off of the superhero creators. I think it could go either way because I think that there's definitely a, a higher person going like, yep. That's our next cash cow, but there's got to be a million smaller people underneath that one person who are genuinely trying to make a good movie. And I think that's like a very like Trump-esque movie being like, oh, it fucked up. So I'm just going to be like, oh, um, let's just do better. Like we were just putting out shit to put out shit. Ha ha ha. Like I definitely think mm. it's them being embarrassed that they've had flops. Well, what I think is that your directors and your mm-hmm. writers probably put together some pretty good fucking films. Right. And then the studio goes in and hacks the shit out of them. And, and says and says you know what well we want you to do this and mm. we want you to do this and we want this and just make it as make it as bold and fucking fluffy as possible mm-hmm. right and just give us a lot of give us a lot of batman you know what i mean give us a lot of this give us a lot of that make sure you put this guy's face on the screen more right and and that fucks up the movie and the vision that the director had Every and i'm time. not and i'm not saying that the director's brilliant and i'm not saying that we would have gotten the best movie ever but i think what we would have gotten out of batman v superman uh justice league Mm -hmm. and suicide squad would have been better more complete films that i could have at least argued they gave us a good story with right yeah they really fucked up justice league yeah with so much with uh with wonder woman they left the director alone let her do her thing we got a great film on another note we uh 
we're probably going to see the Aquaman teaser or trailer for the first time in about three weeks at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got it that on my calendar. My, yeah, I mean, that honestly is going to be my guess as to when we're going to see some shit. Yeah, no, they've so. actually announced that that's when it's coming, so... Did they? Yeah. I was oh, just wow. reading something, and they said, and he, like, he said it's coming soon, but, I mean, like, that was, like, a week ago, a couple weeks ago, so, yeah. I mean, it's got to be San Diego. But, dude, give me, give me fucking some more Black Manta, man. I can't wait for that shit. Hell yeah. Um... But anyway, that was that was a five minute little diversion. But we're gonna come back to our our agenda uh, and talk a little bit about Luke Cage because you haven't seen the whole season two, so I can't no, get man. I cannot talk about all the best shit that has happened in this show so far. I'm uh, working on it, man. I just don't have as much time as you right now. So you know, I I want to see it. I want to finish it, but uh, I'm going into the fourth episode. And I will say, though, man, but from what I've seen so far, I like this season better than the first already. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, Luke Cage has already been established. They always take the time to show how indestructible he is. But now it's gotten to the point where this dude shows up, Bushmaster, and, like, fucks him up in, like, three seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, who the fuck is this guy? And what the hell's going on and like how is Luke Cage going to take this guy down now because it looks like he's doing some like he's Jamaican but it looks like he's doing some Brazilian martial arts like yeah, capoeira. capoeira shit you know what I mean that's what it looks like yeah he you is know? doing capoeira for that's, real that's what it is okay cool I thought so it looked like if he was doing that uh that Tekken shit um, <laughs> and that's what I first found out what that was because I was trying to find out what the guy's style is who's the guy the Tekken character that does the DJ I don't know if that's his name, but he kind of looks pretty like sure, Bush, pretty sure his Bushmaster. name's DJ. Yeah, yeah, where he does all like the flips and the turns, and it's really cool. It's an interesting, really beautiful style. Uh, but I don't, uh, I don't know how he's going to compete with this. But I guess I'll find out as I watch the season. You yeah. said you uh, there were a couple episodes that struck some chords with you, and that's big for you to say. I think so. Yeah, no, they were they were they dude. <laughs> all I can say, I can't even say, I can't even say it. All I can say to the to the audience is watch this shit all the way through. I can tell you what episodes to look out for. Episode nine had some real moments in there that I actually, yo, I broke down a little bit. Like I, it got me like in the heart, you know. Saying I was like, wow, like because the acting was like that good, and the the monologue was enough to make me say, oh shit, like made me feel things, you know. What I'm saying like yeah. for for a fucking comic book show, like I was like, wow, um, but. Man, it's so hard to talk about this without giving away things. Like episode <laughs> episode ten was what I have been waiting for since they announced like that these Netflix shows were coming out. Um, like it was it was exactly what I had envisioned um, when I heard about the lineup. I was like, oh shit, this is what we're getting, and then we totally didn't get this, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, and then. <laughs> And then I got this, and I was like, yo, this is it, bro. This is it. And then they took it away in episode 11 because, like, they were just like, oh, that was just one episode, man. But it's still, I mean, like, I guess they took it away because they still had more story to tell about the other shit that was going on. But uh, Bushmaster, probably one of my favorite villains. So far, um, yeah, man. Like, like, obviously, nobody's topping Thanos as, like, a villain in the MCU. Nobody's really going to top Loki but or 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 for me uh killmonger but i would put 
Bushmaster in that pantheon right now because he's just such a relatable villain. Like I actually I don't hate him, and you'll find out more about yeah, why yeah. later. Um, like because there's reasons for what he's doing, and it's like yo, like straight up, like he to me he's no different than the Punisher. Like I, I could okay. see, like they could do a whole show based on this guy where he carries his own weight, but it would literally just be like Luke Cage mixed with the Punisher, and there you go. Um, Honestly, but, dude, this like this villain Bushmaster, he he's scary, man, because he's a big dude. He looks super powerful. Not to mention, you find out in like the first couple episodes, he's also to some degree indestructible, and just his like facial bone structure is like intimidating. <laughs> intimidating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you just like somebody some dude that will fuck you. He up. Post, he retweeted something. Uh, it was somebody had tweeted. Uh, an image of Josh Brolin with a plus I saw that. I with saw a plus that. side, yeah, yeah. and then Chris Rock, and then it said equals uh, Mustafa Shakir, who is who is Bushmaster. But it oh it was mad, it was mad funny. But he retweeted it, which shows that he has a sense of humor about himself. So I, I mean, I love Mustafa uh, Shakir, man. Like he kills this role. Um, it is, and he doesn't even have a Jamaican accent. Yeah, and the Jamaican accent it's that he point. uses is so authentic that, like, you would believe that he was from Jamaica. Like, yeah. and and that's it. Like, he must have had an amazing dialect coach. Yeah, like, like him and his whole crew. Off. The whole crew is everything is just super authentic, man. Like right down to su- like the 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 way that he sucks his teeth to emphasize shit is yeah. like such a a thing in that culture that it. I mean, he said he must have like submerged himself in that culture for a little while to at least get like all the little, all the little things, the ticks and quirks, yeah, those uh, like nuances. to to actually pull it off. But man, I can't, dude. Thomas Jones, NFL running back. He he made he made his name with the uh, the Chicago Bears. Uh, ended his career with the Jets, but before that, he was with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, and so on. But like to see Thomas Jones, right, on screen playing Comanche, um, like this was a guy he he played that role so well. Did you did you you saw Comanche already? I didn't know that was him. But you saw Comanche, right? Like you yeah, know who yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shades. Uh, yeah, boy. his bodyguard or whatever. Yeah. His buddy there. Yeah. The his big buddy. Guy. Um, like he is so good in that role. That there was no way you could have told me like this was an NFL athlete like you know trying his hand at acting like I like because most nah, of the time like most of the time when you see that they're like either they're just either corny or they kind of they look nervous they don't look like they're in their element this guy is performing at a high level um, in the role that he's in I would have never fucking guessed like I'm sitting there looking at this mo- this show watching it and checking checking out all the characters and stuff like that. I see Comanche and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like he looked so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I finally like, you know, looked him up and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I had this guy on a fucking my winning fantasy team three years in a row. Wow. The, and he and now he's playing Comanche. I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, right? I never like, would have guessed that. But but dude, there are there are characters in this show that you never thought you'd see in this show. Uh, like little surprises, little things that pop out of nowhere. Like they did this show right, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chael Coker is is a dope director, great showrunner. Um, he's got like other people directing, like getting, like I think each episode or or a lot of the episodes are directed by different people. Um, 
Lucy Liu actually directed the first one. I had um, no idea that happened. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it's like it's and you can see that you could see that each episode has kind of a different feel to it. So it so it shows, but it all maintains the same uh, Harlem nineteen uh, seventies black exploitation okay. um, you know feel to it. Uh, like a gangster show, like kind of like a like if they took Shaft and added superpowers to it, like that's kind of what you got here. Um, it, it's just real. I, I can't say enough about it, man. I just been fucking going on and on, and I haven't stopped. So I'm gonna give it a rest so that my voice can just chill. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think I've made it clear how much I love this shit, and I can't wait until we finish. Everybody finishes watching it so that I can actually get into the all the real reasons why. Word. Amazing. <laughs> and Rena, uh, you saw a movie in theater that is supposed to be super scary called Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Let's let's hear it. What's up? Okay. So I go and see every A24 movie. They are the production company that put out this movie, including like um, The Witch with two Vs. Uh, two Vs instead of a W, if you remember that movie. Yeah, The Vitch. Yeah. 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 So that movie won a bunch of awards. It was like a Sundance film favorite. Um, very, very, very spooky. So this film I'd been wanting to see forever. I love Tony Collette. The little girl who's in this film is always terrifying looking. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go see this. <laughs> go in the theater. It's mean one dude up front. So I'm like, sick. It's going to be great. This woman comes in with her friend who's just boisterous as all hell. Entire theater to ourselves. She sits right in front of me, directly right in front of me. And I can tell she's a talker. I'm like, all right. Ugh. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm sitting I'm sitting there. I got my nuggets out. It's instant, <laughs> instant, like spooky vibes. You are getting familiar with this woman who is an artist. She makes miniatures. So instantly fucking creepy. They have a bunch of dollhouses around the house. She's got the teenage boy. Yeah, dollhouses fuck me up. Yeah, dollhouses are fucking spooky. It opens up with zooming into this one room in a dollhouse, and then it's like her walking through the door and waking her son up. So you're like, that's some fucking spooky shit. Um, They're going to the wake of the grandmother, and you can automatically tell already that like no one fucking liked this grandmother. She was a bad person through life. Um, The daughter had been out of touch with her, and then there's just all these kind of weird-looking people at the funeral who were like, touching the grandmother's lips and like leaving things in her caskets you're like that's fucking spooky i don't like that there's something definitely off with the daughter um with the the young daughter not the grandmother's daughter um the mom but you you just kind of go with it and you're like okay where are we gonna go with this spooky shit just starts happening around the house that happens to the little girl at school a bird flies into the window she goes outside and fucking cuts the head off of the bird and puts it in her pocket so you're like, this kid's fucking, what? this kid's fucking tapped. And, you know, the mom notices stuff. She starts going to meetings to try and deal with the feelings of missing someone who you kind of hate and was shitty to you your entire life. Um, the brother is going to go to a party because he's a teenage boy. He's, uh, he's got a crush on this girl, takes the sister. She has a fucking nut allergy, has an attack at the party. He's driving her to the hospital. She's like fighting to gasp for air, sticks her head out the window, conks it off of a telephone post. You just sit there for like five minutes in the film and the brother's just sitting there going, (sighs) and the woman in front of me just goes, that little girl ain't got no head no more. 
So I'm like, oh, if she doesn't have a fucking head, you just ruined this for me. Sure enough, he parks the car, goes to bed in the morning. The mom's going to work. She just fucking screams because it's the girl's headless fucking body in the car. So the kid didn't know? The the kid kind of knew. Like, he was just trying to drive his sister to the hospital, and she stuck her head out the window trying to, like, ga- grasp her air, and it was just, like, the conk and the sound. Like, he, my, my, he knew that she was dead. I don't know if, if he didn't he know. he was just like, um, that's too bad. I'm going to bed now. He, I think he, he was, you like, see his face, and he's, like, fucked up. Yeah, okay. He's just in shock the entire time on autopilot. He's like... Well, there's nothing that can literally be done because she's dead and my life is over. So I'm just going to go to bed at this point. Um, So now the woman's dealing with a a dead mother, a dead daughter. And she just kind of goes into this decline where her art starts becoming really fucked up scenes of like the car in front of the telephone pole. And it's her daughter's head on the ground. And she's trying to deal with the feelings of like, I hate my son, but I love my son. And you hear fucked up stories of the grandmother. She kept the mom kept the grandmother away from her eldest, the son, but not away from the daughter. And you find out these like fucked up culty things about the grandmother. And it all builds up to just creepy imagery. Like you see someone crawling on the walls and you're not sure if it's the daughter or not. And there's all these naked people that randomly appear. The grandmother's body is dug up and it's in the attic and it's just headless in the attic. All real shit happening or is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is not like delusional things. This is all like real shit happening. All real fucked up imagery. And the mom goes to the, the room and goes through her, her mother's belongings. And she just finds books. That's like, there's this demon King Paimon who will inherit a male corpse. And you kind of realize like, Oh shit. The daughter was possessed. Like the grandmother got the daughter possessed by this demon and the demon's trying to come into the son's body now. So the mom's trying to protect the son. Um, the husband the entire time is trying to be supportive because he's like, you've obviously lost a lot of people. We've lost people, but he just gets to a point where he's like, no, and the sketchbook that she thinks the daughter, the daughter's ghost has been communicating through, but it's really King Paimon. He throws it in the fire and he lights on fucking fire. Just like burns right the fuck up. So you're down to the mom and the son. Mm. The son's running around the house and he goes up into the attic um, to try and escape from his mom. Who's like having a mental breakdown and she's up in the rafters sawing her own fucking head off, just like floating. And you're just like, what the fuck? fuck is going on Jesus. yeah so he fucking like jumps out a window he sees white like white naked people jumps out a fucking window there's this tree house that's like a whole like theme in the movie that the entire time that they have this tree house the little girl used to love going into it the mom relates to her daughter by going into it and he goes into it the the girl's head is on like this creepy cross and there's all these naked people praying to it and the little girl's body is bent over praying to it. And the grandmother's headless body is now there too, even though it was in the attic. And you just realize like, oh, guess what? The kid was possessed and the rest of his fucking family's dead. And that's the end. There's no positive thing to it. Like that's just fucking it. After all this super dark oh, image- wow. imagery, this build up to like, the mom is going to succeed. The mom's going to save her son. It's just going to be the mom and the son and the whole family's dead, but it's the mom and the son. Nope. Everyone's fucking dead. Like that kid is there, but his spirit is gone. He's just mm. possessed now. That I sounds mean, good. It definitely sounds twisted. Like I, I, it reminds me of that movie. Um, 
the skeleton key. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was like, good. That, that was, was super fun. dark. Uh, the ending was really twisted. Um, John Hurt was really good in that. Um, but I, I honestly think um, Kate Hudson was in that, right? Yeah, yeah, good um, shit. Good one, shit. Of, one of my, um, <laughs> one of the things about this movie is there's a guy that I did a film with, um, a horror film with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hardcore into horror, and he went to see this movie, and he said this is the most the scariest movie he's seen in theaters. He's never been this nervous in a theater since he saw The Descent. Oh, yeah. And The Descent was definitely one of those movies that kept you on the edge of the seat. The Descent was that shit about spelunking, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the caves and the little things down yeah. there. Yeah. Same thing. So, I mean, I haven't... Which was I a good movie. Did you see it? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I equated this movie to the new generation, like how back in the day people would throw up at the exorcist and be like seriously shaken. Like I say, that's the, this is that new generations film. Yeah. It shook me up so bad. If there wasn't that woman who talked the entire time in front of me and didn't like keep me like giggling sometimes I would have been fucked up. Mm. And there's this one sound that the daughter always makes. That's just like, and she'll do that all the time. And it gets into your skin because it's like an annoying thing. Like when someone yeah. chews gum too loudly or if someone's whistling. Yeah. And that's the thing with, with scary movies. Now mm-hmm. there's no such thing as just making a scary movie. It's psychological warfare. Oh, absolutely. Like, these are people that know things like that. Yeah. You know, things like little annoying sounds, things that it's, it's all like, it's all sound. It's all uh, like flash vision, flash visuals. You have to keep it short um, and sweet. Yeah. And, yeah. and and uh, it's not about, you know, a slasher or just some like a creature that's hunting you or something because all that shit yeah, is corny now. It doesn't have to now. be blood and guts. Yeah, yeah all that shit is corny now. It's it has all to mess psychological. It has warfare. to be short and sweet. Like Insidious, the first one, they did like the quick oh, yeah. snippet of the monster opening its mouth behind the dad's head. You just mm-hmm. got a quick, quick little thing and you were like, whoa. It's like, oh shit, it's Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's scary enough and you don't see enough of his face where you're like, holy shit, that fucked me up. But then they show the rest of him. So you're just kind of like, oh, that's not that scary anymore. I know hmm. what he looks it, like. It's funny because the yeah, the the one thing that I realized was scary as shit was um, when I went to see The Exorcist when it came back out in theaters. Yeah. I mean, I had seen the TV movie, but there's this one scene they added stuff in that I didn't remember seeing. And the mother is walking through the house at one point. And there's the hood above the that's above the oven, and like the lights are flickering in the house, and the lights flicker right above the hood, and you see the face of the demon. I've heard that before. And I had never seen that, and literally, I think it was new because everybody in the theater went, "Oh, like, <laughs> no one had seen that shit before," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like that that was creepy as shit. So yo, the show was creepy as fuck too. I don't know if you saw. I it, missed man. that. Oh nope, man, never seen yeah, the show. I still got to see it. My mom loved it. So good. Yeah, she's a big Exorcist fan. Yeah, it was so. so good. Like like the the demonology, the the way that they they did that show and everything was just fantastic. I gotta watch that. Um, but yeah, that about does it for the show, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, be sure to check out We Love Wednesdays every Thursday. Uh, you can check us out here again on Friday for the Red Beard Podcast and on Mondays. Yeah, tonight, check us out on the Bachelor After Party with Becca and Tony. We are on Podbean and iTunes. Word. Word. Peace. Bye. Yeah.